Good morning. My name is Chuck, and uh, I think I, I know most of you, and uh, welcome, uh, welcome for those of you who are visiting and who are returning. So the, the scripture for this morning might seem a little odd. It's not one of the verses that's normally uh, quoted uh, in the Bible, but the, the point was at that period of time, things were in transition because the early Christians were trying to figure out how to shift from traditional Judaism to something that was new. And Jesus had created this new thing. And it's good for us to feel that freshness, what that was like. And so there was a lot of discussion about what are we going to do with the new people? They didn't really know what the old rules were. What are we going to ask them to do? Um, and they came up with some things, which is interesting, like maybe a study separately on that uh, and, and, and what Paul later said about those things, which makes it even more interesting. But I think that what they, the core point was they said, look, faith in Jesus is enough. And as you read through the, the, the rest of the New Testament, you can see that the intention wasn't to just create four rules that were supposed to be observed, but rather to focus on how few things were needed in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, and that Christianity was good news because the old rules were replaced by simple faith. That's the good news. So I think today what I want to do is share with you a struggle I had in this kind of issue, because you know we, we have a lot of things which we sometimes will add, depending on wh where you grew up. Um, I've attended Catholic church. I grew up in the Episcopal church. I've been to a lot of churches. And depending on which group I was with, I had to be more careful about this or about that. But recently, I, um, our church in um, Los Angeles, in Long Beach, sold the old building, bought a new building, and it is right downtown in Long Beach. And Long Beach is a very colorful city. It's very ethnically diverse, it's uh, racially diverse, and it is gender diverse. <coughs> and they have a lot of dogs, uh, which we love. So uh, it's a colorful, colorful city. So the new building our church bought is right next to one of the major gay bars and restaurants in Long Beach. So all of a sudden, this topic became a big deal. And I, I'll be honest, most of the time, I, I use the Bible to figure out what is right or wrong, but my most increased thing I use is the Holy Spirit. And I've been a Christian now for 50 years, but in the last maybe 10 or 15, it's amazing to me how the Holy Spirit will help me know, I don't always do it, but know what to say and what not to say, what to do or not to do. Like Paul said, I'm all things to all men that by some means some might be saved. He, he was sort of flexible, with the Holy Spirit. So this issue of moving next door to this gay bar and the newspapers, TV, um, our pastor is kind of famous in the United States. He was on a TV show. And, and so whatever our church does is news. So we're next door to the gay bar. Wow. So everybody came. They asked, so are gay people going to be okay to go to your church? And I thought, wow, this is, um, it was hot. And so I specifically, intentionally asked God to tell me 
what should I say? What, what should I think? And I, I think I've had very few times where I specifically ask God for a personal revelation to figure out this issue. Now, here's the interesting thing. I, I, I felt I really got a real answer, which, honestly, I'm not one of those people that, you know, that hears, you know, uh, you know, all the time. It's always very subtle. Sometimes I miss it, and sometimes I get it, but it's not loud. This was probably louder than most times. And the phrase I got that I felt came to me was, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, like that, but slow. You, you, can you imagine somebody says, like, I felt like I'm the little kid. But, but what about... What about are they going to be at our church, and how are we going to, and, and, and I felt like this is like this father who says, we'll get to that. So I pondered it. Because that phrase resonated, I felt like I thought about it, and I thought about it. And what I felt was something was bigger. Something was be, like, we'll get to that means what, what's first? And uh, I felt that the thing that came to me was that love was first. And Kelly and I have already experienced, I believe there's a supernatural love where you don't have to try to be nice, because to me that's a burden. Christians often try to be better Christians and then they get burned out because it's hard work. But when the Holy Spirit does something in you, even you are surprised. I mean, I, I have moments where I remember holding a street person who was uh, had not showered in weeks. Um, this is not a person I would normally hug, I'll be honest. And I felt my heart melt, like, wow, what, what I got was so big. I'm like, that kind of love, man, I want that. And uh, I felt that with some of our foster kids where I had like a moment where all the stupid stuff they were doing became a we'll get to that. And I could just feel they needed love that love could probably change what a lecture wouldn't, that love could melt away the, the dumb stuff and they would do good stuff. So love, I got this. We'll get to that, and then I got the love part. And then I'm sort of feeling like, but uh, at some point, and I felt like God reminded me how often the Holy Spirit has given us the right words at the right time for someone who needed what we we're going to share. But I've lived long enough to know I've said the wrong thing at the wrong time. Uh, I used to tell my kids, you can be right and wrong at the same time. Yeah, maybe you were right, but the way you did that was wrong. So honestly, it became wrong. So oh, it's really tricky how to say the right thing at the right time, but the Holy Spirit can give us that powerful uh, way of doing it. Sorry about that. I messed up my translator. <laughs> Let's see, where were we? <laughs> All right, so, so the, 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 Bible, the Bible passage, we'll get to that priority of love. So the Bible's clear about the priority of love. And that, that should be, like, I feel like Jesus was trying to say, look, <laughs> I mean, he said it, right? Here's the sentence, like, teacher, what's the greatest commandment in the law? You could hear that today, right? What would, you know, somebody say, hey, I'm, I'm checking out Christianity, or I just want to know, what's the important stuff? What, like, I've been reading the book, and there's a lot of rules in the book, and uh, I've got some Christian friends, and man, they told me a whole lot of stuff, and uh, you know, 
And uh, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Not a small thing, but first and greatest. And the second like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. I honestly feel like if you could get those right, probably okay. Get the big two, you're good. And um, I think it's just hard for us. And I think if you don't have that supernatural gift, which you can ask for, then you just try to be nice and you get frustrated. But if you can get that flow of the Spirit, you can love people you didn't think you could love. So I wanted to just, um, I felt like God showed me. So I'm, 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 I'm in this process, okay, of, of uh, not just this issue, but I thought, because I'm, I'll be honest, I'm one of those people, if you knew me tw- even 20 years ago, well, you could say not that long ago, I, I'm a kind of person who has an opinion on everything. I'm an American, right? So, you know, you see interviews with kids in kindergarten. Well, what do you think about the presidential debate? Well, I think, you know, Trump is, he, it's like a five-year-old. <laughs> They've got opinions about everything. And that's very American, right? Everybody's got an opinion about everything. And there's a place where that can be fun, but there's a place where it can be a distraction. So I felt God told me, you do not need to have an opinion about everything. In fact, please don't have an opinion about most things. So I went from an opinion on everything to literally feeling I should not have opinions about anything except there will be this one person who comes to me. And I've seen this where they thought, you don't seem to have a, a, a set view, but I need you to help me how to figure out my situation, right? If you've ever counseled someone who is about to have an abortion, you don't want them to think you already have this fixed point of view because you need to see them. They need to know that you see them. And uh, we had a woman recently, she came to us and she said, look, I won't give you the whole story, but she thought, she said, I'm having really weird thoughts. She said, like, the kind of thoughts, like, I'm looking at women with terrible thoughts. So we listened. The weird thing was, what we did in our counseling with her had nothing to do with her homosexual thoughts. But it was really what we call truth therapy. She had gotten confused about who she was. I'm not saying that's the answer to everything. I'm just saying we had a unique answer for her that even we were surprised, and she's now dating a guy and, and happy, but it took several months. There were, there were a lot of things going on. So we've seen the Holy Spirit guide us in a way we could never, I don't think we could have gotten a PhD in counseling and done better. I think Holy Spirit can just take you a certain way, and uh, that's cool. So there was a guy, so I'd like to, to, to show you, uh, I scratched out a lot of this so I can keep it under 15 minutes. Uh, so um, there's, there's an example. I, found, I, I came across this guy, and I liked his example, okay? There's this guy. He's in Pennsylvania. That's the real America out in Pennsylvania. And uh, this guy, he, he, he did something kind of unusual. Now, this guy is, to me, real American kind of guy. He's got tattoos. He's got, like, if you look at his Facebook, he's like, there's some beer and hunting event or something. I, I just picture this guy. He drinks beer. He goes hunting. He coaches his kids' sports teams. He's the classic all-American kind of guy. And he started a small organization in his town 
It's not a church thing, but he just wanted to help people. So his organization tries to match people who have an ability to help people who need help. So they run a, a, a food bank. Uh, they go like the Amish and you know fix somebody's house. So they have a history of just very simple grassroots helping people. And he had a friend who had uh, a T-shirt called Free Mom Hugs. So it's kind of like this. But it, hers said Free Mom Hugs. And he asked her about it. And uh, she said, oh, yeah, you know, I have some friends. And they have children who came out, means that they said they were gay. And that some of the parents didn't, some of the parents rejected the children when they came out. So these few moms, they decided they would be affirming of love, and they would go to these kind of uh, gay pride events, and they'd wear the t-shirt to say, hey, uh, we love you. It's very simple. So this guy says, and I researched very carefully before I presented this, um, he's not gay. He doesn't have a gay child. He doesn't have any gay friends that he knows of. He's not, he's not pro, he's not against. He just thought the idea of saying, hey, here's a hug. It, it, he thought it sounded cool. He ordered a t-shirt, and he goes to this gay pride event, just thinking it's one of his little community activities. But it went viral, and it was a powerful ripple around the United States. And if I'm doing this right, we're at that point where I think we're going to see a little interview, uh, like a one-minute interview with our friend Scott Dietman from Pennsylvania. He's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. That's the S, it's Pittsburgh Steelers on his cap. Real American. So that was for him, it was a life-changing event. And all he did was, you know, he didn't, uh, clearly had no strong opinions. He just didn't. And uh, what he experienced was, for him, life-changing. That the, the love he wanted to show by a hug impacted him so much. And you could feel the ripple of people recognizing basically the power of love. And I just thought, man, I want to be like that. I want people to think of me as, as, as a source of love, that they would come to me for love. 
I'm not saying that I won't give them an opinion, but maybe not immediately. And if I, could, if I can create a love feeling, maybe you, know, you have space for another time, another day, another chance to meet. So I just felt like that was really cool. And um, I love this guy. He's my hero. Oh, he's a saint. Today's All Saints Day, right? That's my I'm weaving it in. This is a modern-day saint to me, okay? <laughs> so I feel like my, my vision is that there's this love that we show and we exhibit that makes people feel like anybody could, like, it would be great if there was a place, maybe a church, and people said, man, if, you, if you're in trouble, if you're, if you're messed up, um, you should go up to this church because, you know, people there are really, say, really loving, and uh, they, they, they'll talk with you maybe help you figure out what's going on. Because to be honest, I would say most of us are broken in one way or another. Uh, some people's brokenness is really easy to see, and some people's brokenness is easy to hide. But in an environment where love is number one, and people know, um, even if I'm broken, can I come? Say yes, yes. Uh, or if you're different, different, whatever you want to say. So. In closing, I want to just show you one other clip. It's a short video. And, um, and by the way, I should say that um, if this is getting you all stirred up, I'm going to be teaching a Sunday school class downstairs uh, in the annex. So you're welcome to come. And uh, it's the Megan uh, Kwame Sunday school class, but I'm going to be doing it today. Um, and then um, Hiroko uh, is going to do the Japanese Sunday school class. So you can just keep going you know, and wrestle this this uh, topic if you want. So this, uh, this, this clip that I'm gonna show now, this is a, a person in China, and they're wearing, on their shirt in English and Japanese it says, I am gay, would you hug me? And here's what, I, and here, here, wait, stop just for a sec. What I want you to focus on is like, look, in America it's a big topic, maybe it's not a topic for you. Here's the point. What if the t-shirt said, I am broken? Would you hug me? I struggle in my marriage. Would you hug me? I'm not the parent I want to be. Will you hug me? I don't know God. Would you hug me? I don't know what my purpose in life is. Would you hug me? I'm Korean. Would you hug me? I'm Japanese. Would you hug me? It's, it's not the, the, the thing is not gay. I'm just saying this person for me represents someone who's saying, I'm, I don't know if I'm lovable. I don't know if I'm lovable. Would you?
加油。谢谢你，谢谢阿姨，谢谢。I don't know. For me, that really, that really got me. And I know a lot of people、um, who are not gay, but they don't feel loved. And I know that. And the thing I want is, I want people to feel more than anything that I love them more than I want to fix them. And I think many of us wish we would get maybe that kind of a hug. Someone would hug you. So my my challenge for you is whether you need the hug or you say, "Man, I want to be the one who gives the hug." Just recognizing there is, we'll get to that. God has an opinion about a lot of things, but I felt God said to me, "We'll get to that." Means don't rush past. A hug. Don't rush past love. Love, love covers a multitude of sins. The Bible says, "Love, love fixes what words cannot." It's amazing what a hug can do that you can't counsel, but a hug can change things. So I, I would like for us to be、uh, energized this morning with God's love, and I believe the Holy Spirit will give you、uh, His part. Right, our part is to love. It's, it's to love, and that God will give you through the Holy Spirit will tell you. For the we'll get to that. I feel like if you ask, Holy Spirit will give you what you need for that. So, if you uh, uh, Kelly and I will be here after service. If you need a hug, or if you need prayer,、uh, please come forward, and we'd be happy to 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 do that. Thank you. Powerful message. Thank you. God has given us plentiful of things. Let us now give back a portion.